Nah, welcome to another edition of America's Positive Radio Talk Show. David Essel in the box with you tonight, as I am every Saturday, celebrating 23 years of national talk radio. Positive, of course, always from a positive perspective. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. Text us anytime during the show, 941-266-7676. That's 941 941- Two six six seven six seven six. Great to have you with us. Amazing lineup. My Lord, I've got some people on tonight that are going to blow your mind, as well as my own, which makes me really excited because every week for the past 23 years, we've had a chance to not only educate America, but myself as well, looking for ways to break through our current mindset and to become more alive, more powerful, um, healthier, wealthier, wiser. That's what we do. 800-548-TALK. Proud to be part of the iHeart Premier Clear Channel Radio Network. Really happy to be with you right now. We received a text in this afternoon that I'm going to read to you. Then I'll, I'll read the question. Then I'll go into who our amazing guests are for tonight and then answer it. Uh, it starts off with, David, you did a YouTube video on the eternal question, who am I? And in it you said, even you do not always know who you are. <laughs> it's so true. Oh my gosh, when I answer this, it's and you know we have 500 videos, educational, inspirational videos on YouTube. So just go check it out. Go to YouTube and search David Essel and you will find all 500 of them. I'll answer that question in a minute. Uh, our guests coming back, Dr. Carol Dweck, author of the book Mindset Fixed versus growth mindset, the fixed versus growth, the key to success in every area of life is to move into a growth mindset. But we're going to find out from Dr. Dweck, Stanford University psychologist, teacher, professor, what does it take to go from a fixed to a growth mindset? We'll be looking forward to that. Richard Bach is with us. Of course, he's the author of the ultimate famous book, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. His books have sold 60 million copies, an unbelievable number. The name of his new book is Illusions 2, The Adventures of a Reluctant Student. He crashed his plane, was in a coma in the hospital for months, and uh, comes out talking about the near-death experience and then writing a new book after it. Amazing. Richard Bach is going to be with us, one of my all-time favorite authors. And then Greg Braden. We, we, I have been a huge fan of Greg's for years and years and years, and we've got him on talking about his new book, The Turning Point, Creating Resilience in a Time of Extremes, going from surviving in a relationship or with money or your health into thriving. How do you do it? Greg's going to share the answers there. So listen, if you have friends right now that you know could use a massive makeover pickup on this show every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, we do just that. Looking forward to all of our guests tonight. So let me go back to the question. You did a YouTube video on the eternal question, who am I? And in it, I'm laughing as I read this, you said even you do not always know who you are. And it's really true. It is really true, and I'll tell you an example of how that happened. But what do we need to do to find out the answer to that eternal question, who am I? We need to explore it in writing. You cannot do it in your head. I promise you. The way the brain works is that it fires way too fast for you to get to the deepest answers hidden in the subconscious by thought. And even conversation. Now, conversation can start the process, but you really need to take pen to paper to find out who are you. Just write down the question on the cross of the top of a page, who am I? And then go to work. Get clarity. Write down everything you think you are. Share it with a close friend 
and ask for feedback to see if our perception is our reality. And let me tell you the story about myself, what happened. It it was, well, this has happened multiple times in my life, but most recently, um, a couple months ago, I was talking to a friend and they asked me about how my business was and my personal relationships and all this kind of stuff. And then at the very end, she said, you know, David, do you know, do you really know who you are? And I said, absolutely. And she said, who are you? I said, well, let me just start by saying that I'm extremely laid back guy. And, um, you know, I have a, a passion to make a difference in this world. And I was starting to say some other things. And she said, wait a second, wait a second. What was the first thing you said? And I said, I'm a really laid back guy. And she started laughing. She said, where did you come up with that? <laughs> I said, I am. She goes, how many days off a week do you take? And when, where do you spend all your, and how many hours a day do you work? And as she's asking me these questions, it was true. My perception is that I'm a dude on the beach because I lived on the beach for years. And, and actually, I will say this, is that years ago, I could easily have claimed I was laid back. I lived on the beach. I worked a couple hours a day. And really spent most of my time on the beach and in the gym, and that was really my life. You know, I, I did the radio show on weekends, but Monday through Friday, I was really laid back. But but things have changed, and and my my calling has become stronger and stronger and stronger. And that part of me who's laid back is still here in its existence, but it's a smaller part. Does that make sense? So as I'm saying who I think I am, and she's challenging me. I'm getting that whole picture of holy cow, I'm not who I thought I was. So so then I started redirecting my thoughts after I hung up the phone and I started writing out, well, what is it that I want to do to get back to be more of that laid back person? And one thing is, is that I'm looking to move back out to the island. And just being in that environment calms me so dramatically. I mean, every Sunday I spend the at least a half of the day on the beach, on the island, and I, and I am looking back to move back there so that I can become who I think I am. And I'd really encourage you to do the same thing. I mean, ASAP, when it comes to inner peace, who, knowing who we are and being that person, acting that out in mind, body, spirit is crucial for us to be congruent, Right. Really, really important. If you need help with this, contact us at talkdavid.com. I'll take you through a bunch of exercises that I've taken many other people through before, and I just haven't done it in a while myself, and it's amazing how we can slip away from being who we really think we are. It's a wonderful exercise, a great question. So contact me, talkdavid.com. If you feel like there's a lot of chaos and stress, or if you feel like you're going in directions you're not really sure why you are, Uh, Let us know. We'll help you get back on path. Absolutely. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Text us, 941-266-7676. This is a 4 o'clock this afternoon Eastern time question that came in. Juicer versus extractor, David. I've heard great benefits of both. Could you give us your feedback? You know what? They're both awesome. Whether you get a juicer or an extractor, they're both great. It's high nutrition, high enzyme, nutrient value. Stay away from a lot, my opinion, my humble opinion, stay away from a lot of, um, of, of fruit juices and go more towards a dense, bright colored, dark colored vegetable juices. My brother for my birthday, which is still months away, but my brother just got me a Nutribullet and I love it. The thing is off the charts and, and it's an extractor versus a juicer. In other words, it just, it just chops the hell out of everything into this mush. I call it, um, this, I just call it mush. It looks like mush. That's all it looks like is a bunch of mush and I love it. 
My favorite that I had this morning is parsley, celery, beet, and carrot. And and now you well because I don't add any fruit for sweetener, it comes out as pure vegetable. I mean, plus all of the fiber. I love it to death. And I was using a juicer before, but now I'm going to the extractor and I'm absolutely in love with it. But either way, I think everyone should be juicing or extracting on a daily basis. There's no way that we can get the nutrients needed. I mean, you can't sit there and eat all these carrots and beets and all this stuff, but you can juice them or mash them. The extractor just mashes the heck out of them and then consume it as a mini meal. And it's energizing. There's so many benefits to it. Dr. Michael Murray, Michael T. Murray, check out his book, The Complete Book of Juicing. There's a revised and updated edition. We have Michael on the show regularly. He's amazing. And that book is phenomenal. Uh, The Complete Book of Juicing. So check it out. Hey, coming up in a couple minutes, Dr. Carol Dweck is back with us talking about mindset. She's going to share stories of people that went from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset and how their lives radically changed. The name of her book, Mindset. All information about our show is at talkdavid.com. And don't forget that shows are archived. Thousands of shows right now for your listening pleasure at talkdavid.com. So much more to come. I'm David Essel. Stay there. Cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movies And I'm not proud of my address In a torn up town You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. Ah, celebrating 23 years on nationally syndicated talk radio, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, with Nathan and Trisha running the the show, running the whole show here, as a matter of fact. Welcome aboard, gang. David Essel in the box with you. So we have our guest coming back right now. I was so excited to get her back, Dr. Carol Dweck from Stanford University, professor of psychology. Go Cardinal. Uh, her book, The Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, is translated into 20 languages. We're going to talk about the difference between a fixed mindset, a growth mindset, and how to switch from the fixed mindset to the growth mindset. Dr. Carol, welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be back. Yes, 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 yes. Hey, your Cardinal girl basketball team, those guys are powerhouses every year, aren't they? Yes, they are. And I see Condoleezza Rice in the audience quite often. Mm-hmm. She's a big Pretty sports cool. fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is. She is, yeah. So um, so let's talk about the, the, the differences, growth and, and fixed mindset. Start with the fixed mindset. Give us a definition of what that means. Well, when people are in a fixed mindset, they believe their basic qualities, their talents, their abilities, their intelligence, they think these are just fixed traits. They have a certain amount, and that's it. Some people have a lot. Some people have a little. There's nothing you can do about it. This makes people very worried. Do I have enough? Do I have a lot? If I take on this hard task, will I reveal a permanent deficiency? Maybe it's better to play it safe. Ah, so playing it safe. So, so when 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 we look at someone who has an education that's a high school mm-hmm. education, and mm-hmm. and they they want a position in life that would pay them a lot of money, but they don't even go for anything because they say, well, how, how could I even compete against someone with a college degree because I have only a high school degree? That mm-hmm. would be an example of a fixed mindset. Um, if you 
think that other people have abilities that you don't have, not that they've trained or acquired things, but that you are not capable of improving and growing and earning that spot, then that would be a fixed mindset. You know, I I have um, an acquaintance slash friend that used to be the president and CEO of one of the largest women's clothing retail uh, um, franchises in the world. And and he got there as CEO and president with a high school education. Mm -hmm. And he never questioned. Dr. Dweck, he never, when, when I would talk to him about how he rose through the ranks to have this huge, I mean, billions of dollars, you know, he yes. oversaw billions of yes. dollars. You know, he never, ever questioned. He said, you know, I never, ever believed I couldn't do it, number one. And he said, I never really believed I needed anything more than a high school education to go there. Mm-hmm. He understood that he could grow his abilities just as well in the real world as he could in school. In that yeah. case, it was true. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know what? And here's the thing that's, that's kind of freaky for all of our listeners across the U.S. right now is that most of us focus on what we don't have, can't do, more than on possibilities, don't we? Often people do focus on um, how they're limited, how the world has not given them what they needed instead of making a plan to gain the skills and become who you want to be. Now, the opposite, a growth mindset. Define that. In a growth mindset, people believe that basic abilities can be developed. Doesn't mean everyone starts off the same. Doesn't mean everyone is capable of becoming the same thing in the future. But it means that Everybody can develop their abilities through hard work, good Mm. strategies, help, and mentorship from others. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. It doesn't make sense to sit there worrying, do I have it, do I not have it? (laughs) Right. You go for it. You take on the challenges. You learn from the setbacks, and you keep going. And in my experience that is the recipe for success that is you go for it you just act and and keep going for it and learn from what happens recruit Mm -hmm. people to mentor you Mm. and keep at it and that's and that's the same thing with love isn't it like if someone has had a numerous amount of failed love relationships as a growth mindset would be it hasn't worked yet but i'm going to continue to pursue i'm going to learn from my past i'm going to add new techniques i'm going to get help with counseling coaching whatever it might be that would be a growth mindset yes we have research showing that when people are in a fixed mindset and they have a big rejection experience a big relationship breakup they redefine themselves as a less lovable less worthy person and they become pessimistic about having a successful relationship in the future now a growth mindset person doesn't just cast aside the heartbreak they say okay did i learn anything from it about myself about the kind of person i want to be or the kind of person i want to be with and then they give it another go 
on the last last time we had you on, and we're talking to Dr. Carol Dweck, a professor of psychology at Stanford, author of the book Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. You can find out more about her work at MindsetWorks.com, MindsetWorks.com. Last time we had you, and we're going to go through a bunch of more examples today, but last time we had you on, Dr. Carol, you gave a great example of my, and, and it was wild that you chose, of all the people you could have talked about with a growth mindset, one of my favorite basketball players of all time, LeBron James. Yes. And, and you were talking about what he did that proved he had such a powerful growth mindset. We've got about two minutes and 30 seconds left before the break. Go ahead and tell that story. Well, his coach, Bud Spolstra, has, Spolstra has an extreme growth mindset. But what is so great about LeBron James, everyone says, he's a genius. He's the best. He can't get any better. He's so great. And LeBron <laughs> James says, wrong. Yes, I can. I can keep growing, creating new strategies. I am not the player. I'm not as good now as the player I'm going to be in the future. And that's his recipe. And he, and he wins an NBA title, the MVP, this team wins mm-hmm. the NBA title. And what does he do that summer? But he goes and hires... Akeem Olajuwon, one of the greatest centers in the NBA, to learn a new position, to get better at a position he doesn't even play. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, now, is, is, is the growth mindset, is that something that people are, is it a genetic, I mean, there could be or be a genetic part of a growth mindset where that they're born with that? There could be some, um, Genetics, sort of a temperamental disposition where some people are go-getters and some are more cautious and easily frustrated. But our work has shown there's a huge environmental component, a huge role of learning. And we have even shown that mothers' praise to their babies, one to three years of age, is predicting that child's mindset five years later and is predicting that child's math achievement seven years later. So it can always change, but the input is really, really powerful. And in our research, we have taught students growth mindsets and shown that their achievement, their motivation goes up. You know, when we come back, we're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come back with Dr. Carol Dweck. We're going to go through an example of a shy college student, a 13-year-old, a, a teenager that used this growth mindset um, to change their life, a teacher that used the principles and opened their own school based on mindset principles, based on what Dr. Carol, Carol Dweck and her students found and then reported in the book Mindset. So we're coming back with many, many more stories. All of this information, of course, is at TalkDavid.com. And if you have friends that could benefit from this interview let and they're not listening live tell them at 9 p.m tonight they can go to talkdavid.com and listen to our archives i'm david essel stay right there
You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. <laughs> oh, Nathan finds that little song from uh, Frozen, a movie that I have not seen yet, that I would love to see, that I've been asked to see a hundred times. <laughs> by a five-year-old <laughs> that I'm going to have to finally sit down and watch it with her because little Ella Rooney has been asking me forever to watch that uh, that movie with her and I, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to pick up and, and leave my fixed mindset and get a growth mindset <laughs> and go watch that movie. We're talking with uh, Dr. Carol Dweck, author of the book Mindset and the whole concept of it is in a growth mindset we understand abilities can be developed. We, we as Dr. Carroll just said a few minutes ago, we go, we, we just makes a decision to go for it, regardless if it's worked in the past or it hasn't worked in the past. We surround ourselves with mentors, teachers, coaches, so that uh, we can get to that next level. Dr. Carroll, um, one of many stories that you have, but one of them you have is about a teenager. Now, this I want to start with this story because I don't know many 13 year olds that would pick up a book on motivation and read it to change their life. Tell us about this young boy. This young boy wrote me a letter. He said, Dear Dr. Dweck, I read your book. I was very pleased that it was backed up by scientific research. (laughs) Oh, my God. That made it more credible to me. (laughs) And because of that, I read the book, and I decided to put the ideas into action in three areas of my life. He said, I put more effort into my schoolwork. I put more effort into my relationship with my parents. And I put more effort into relating to my peers. And he talked about more about exactly what he did in each area and said that he saw results. <laughs> and then he said, I realize I have wasted a lot of my life. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Isn't that just so, I mean, not only is it awesome, it's precious as can be. Yes. Right? So he put it into practice mm. in a in a carefully considered way and got results and really um, decided he would buy into the growth mindset because it worked for him. He needs to be a little protege of yours. I don't know what state he lives in, but <laughs> <laughs> he needs to go to Stanford. Gosh darn it! Um, and and what was what what was your overall when when you look at a thirteen year old that says you know I applied the techniques in your book to school to parents to peers and I saw changes. What was the feeling that you got from that? How, how did you respond to that? My feeling was one of tremendous gratification. Because uh, when you write a book, you're putting something out there, and every time someone comes back and says, that really helped me, that opened my eyes, I really decided to try something that I didn't think was possible. It's just tremendously gratifying. 
for for parents of teenagers listening right now, this would be a great opportunity for you to slow down and think about grabbing this book mindset and and encouraging your children, your teens, to to take a listen or a look and a read of this to see if they can't grasp it. I, you know, one thing, uh, you know, Dr. Carroll, that I know is that 13 years old when I was 13 years old to a 13-year-old today is night and day. My Lord, it's almost like I lived in the dark ages, I think, being 13. We we have teenagers, and in our work, when teenagers come into my office for counseling, I'm always blown away at how advanced they truly are. Uh, once they once you build trust with them and they open up, they're like, wow, out there. Mm-hmm. Is, is this an avenue that you or your publisher has ever looked more seriously, especially since getting this response from a 13-year-old, of how do we get yeah. our book in front of teenagers? Yes. I wrote this book for adults. But I tried at the same time to make it very accessible. So I was thrilled that high school kids in particular are uh, reading it in large numbers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It makes me very much want to write a book for even younger kids or that that most um, pre-adolescents or adolescents really could get into. And also to make the examples more relevant to their lives. Right. A lot of our research is with teens, so mm. it would make a lot of sense to write a book for them. I think so, too, because, you know, in that in that period, there's so much tr- struggle between, you know, hormones racing, uh, unsure of why they're feeling and thinking the way they feel, the peer pressure um, to follow crowds. There's so much pressure on the, in the teen age group, you know? Yes, that's why we do a lot of our growth mindset interventions with teens around um, intellectual issues and schoolwork, around social relationships with their peers. They are forming so many ideas and conceptions about themselves and others at that point. It's absolutely critical. We've seen that the growth mindset can bring about really, really striking effects at at that age, at any age. But as you're pointing out, that age is so important. Yes. Yeah, crucially so. We've got about three and a half minutes before we go to a break. We're going to come back with Dr. Carol Dweck for more. But between now and then, Dr. Carol, in the writing of the book, the publishing of the book, have you seen yourself, I'm going to put you on the spot here, go from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset in any area of your life, and what would it be? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, of course. I've In the book, I tell about how I went from more of a fixed mindset, wanting to be smart, uh, wanting to be smarter than other people, to more of a growth mindset. But yes, the book itself, the process of writing, I had to teach myself to write not like an academic, but to write in the way that I speak to people. I had to learn how to, after the book was published, I had to learn how to publicize and and be more of a public person that I hadn't been before. I knew how to do it in an academic circle, but I didn't know how to necessarily speak to a group of a thousand or, mm-hmm. um, or, or make contact with um, publicity and so forth. So yes, yeah. I, I feel that I've grown tremendously. And also, 
I've come to be so interested in how not just individuals work, but how organizations can work or whole schools and school systems can work around a fixed or growth mindset. So I feel I've learned a tremendous amount since I wrote the book. Yeah, that's so. I, and and I and I know that the world of academia is so much different than the world of public promotions, radio, TV, speaking, etc. So I figured that for most people in your line of work, this would be a stretch, wouldn't it? Yes, we're used to giving talks. Uh, we're used to kind of traveling and reaching out in certain ways, but not in the same way. Uh, so it's kind of surprising how many new things you have to learn. It's so good, you know. It's so good because th- that will make your work even more effective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I love it. We're talking to Dr. Carol Dweck, a professor at Stanford. Name of the book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. How we can learn to fulfill our potential. The the website to find out more information about the book and Dr. Carol is mindsetworks.com. Mindsetworks.com. Now listen, you have teens, you have lovers, you have friends, you have family that are limited, that they're stuck in life, that they talk negatively about their body image, or they talk about how they, they're not gonna be able to make the money they want, or they're not gonna be able to find the love they want, or they're not gonna fill in the blank. Get the book mindset. Encourage them to come on after nine o'clock tonight and listen to the archive show with myself and Dr. Carol at talkdavid.com. So much more to come. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. But if you close You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. Coast to coast every Saturday, broadcasting out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. David Essel in the box with you, 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. Text us during the show, 941-266-7676, 941-266-7676. My guest, Dr. Carol Dweck, uh, professor of psychology at Stanford, author of the book Mindset, the New Psychology of Success, How We Can Learn to Fulfill Our Potential. Dr. Carol, uh, earlier in the show, you were talking about that you found in your research that how parents, or you said mothers, I'm not sure if you just meant mothers or parents, how they praise their kids between one, the ages of one and three can predict mindset. So let's say that parents weren't aware and their kids are five, their kids are nine, their kids are 15, their kids are 18. Can the parent change now the way they praise their child to help them to develop a growth mindset? And what would they do? Absolutely. Uh, In our research, we have shown that kids are really responsive to what a parent praises or an adult praises. 
it tells them what the adult values, and it often tells the child how to think about themselves. We have found that when parents praise the child's intelligence or talent, it backfires. You think you're giving this great gift of self-esteem, but Mm -hmm. the child is hearing, oh, I'd better always look smart or talented, or they Mm -hmm. won't value me. A lot of kids then stop taking on challenges, stop um, trying when something gets hard. They just are afraid of looking dumb. But there's an alternative, and our research has shown that when adults praise the process the child engages in, their hard work, their strategies, their focus, their improvement over time, their choices of challenges, uh, then the kids start um, understanding the value of taking on something difficult, of sticking to it, of Mm. learning from their mistakes. They take on much more of a growth mindset. Do you, do you know my mom and dad? I love them. I'm so blessed they're still here. They're in their late 80s. They're still here. And and do you know that through the years, that's one of the things, and it must have been intuitive, uh, Dr. Carroll, because neither of them you know, went to college or anything like that. Um, but they, they must have intuitively known because one of the things that they have praised myself on is the continued process of the path of following my dreams. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Even when it, you know, even when it didn't look like it might have been the smartest move in the world, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and my, yeah, go ahead. My, my, because I want to, let me just say this one thing. You know, my dad, my dad is very black and white. He was an accountant. You know, he's a very numbers person, pros list, cons list. And, and somehow him and my mom broke out of their mindset because they're very fixed mindset. You know, they're, they're not risk takers at all. I'm quite the opposite. I take risk all the time. And yet they were able to celebrate that uniqueness. Uh, I don't think they liked my uniqueness as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but, but later on in life, it was amazing how they continued to encourage me. Yes. You know, when we've studied adults, uh, many of them say, All of them say, my parents had hopes for me, my parents had ideals, but the the ones in a fixed mindset or who had fixed mindset parents say, it was about the parents. They wanted me to perform. They wanted me to always be smart. Um, They wouldn't be proud of me otherwise. But the more growth mindset parents do what your parents do, they collaborate with their child on their child's journey. They appreciate the process that that child does to, to identify their dream, their goal, and then to pursue it tenaciously. So as parents are listening right now and you have young children or you have teens or you have kids in their 20s, 30s, it doesn't matter what age, listen to what Dr. Carroll is talking about, and that is to focus on on giving them inspiration and encouragement for their hard work, for their focus, for their improvement, and for their choices. 
versus mm-hmm. their intelligence or good look or whatever it might be. This is very different, Dr. Carroll, as you know. This is a very different approach than what most or, or probably yeah. many, but I'm guessing most parents take, right? Yes, because the self-esteem movement trained our intuitions, distorted our intuitions to make us think that we had to puff our kids up and make them feel like huge, brilliant successes every minute. But that is not the secret to success in life. Everything in life is hard. Everything worthwhile is hard. Right. Um, it, it, the world that now rewards us for, for taking on, to, for taking risks, for starting over. I tell parents to sit around the dinner table and say, who had a fabulous struggle today? Because <laughs> I've heard you say life is about taking on those struggles. That's right. And the growth I, I, mindset is about taking on. Who had a fabulous struggle today? Notice <laughs> you're conveying a completely different value system. It's not who had an effortless success that proved how brilliant you were. It's who had a struggle today, and everyone takes their turn. Mm. talking about struggle. Who made a great mistake today? This is Mm. a new value system. Struggles, mistakes, those are good things. We're, we're talking to Dr. Carol Dweck. I love it. I love looking at things from a different perspective, challenging ourselves, stretching our mindset, which is her, what her book, Mindset, is all about, going from a fix to a growth mindset. We've got two minutes left, Dr. Carol. You also um, have a story of, about a college student who was outrageously shy and then ran for an outrageously public position. Give us a really quick two-minute uh, 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 description of this, this individual. Yes, in my um, in my Stanford class for freshmen, I make them confront something that they really, really want to change. So this particular student was extremely shy, and I had the students all do something outrageously growth mindset. So he decided to run for dorm president, president of his dorm, because he didn't want life at Stanford to be passing him by. As he went to give his campaign speech, he kept thinking, I could back out, I could back down, but then what am I going to write for my paper this week? (laughs) So (laughs) he got up there, he made an amazing speech, which Mm. I read afterwards, and he won. Wow. He became the president of his dorm. He became the central figure of life in that dorm. Hmm. going from shy to this central figure of social and maybe even intellectual life in his dorm. Hmm. And now he wants to be a salsa performer with the Stanford Salsa Group. So <laughs> Very cool. Mindset, real, it, it really is about go for it. Yes. Yeah. Walk into your fire, ladies and gentlemen. Walk into your challenge. Walk into that area of life. Love relationships, financial challenges, weight, body image issues, career, whatever it is. Walk into the fire. Continue to work on it. Learn from your mistakes. Surround yourself with mentors, with teachers. I I love it. Dr. Carol Dweck, the the book Mindset, the website MindsetWorks.com. Dr. Carol, you have an awesome weekend, and thanks so much for sharing this again. It's been my pleasure.
we will look forward to talking to you again, I'm sure. Dr. Carol Dweck, and the name of the, the website is Mindset Works. For your friends and family that could benefit from this type of information, don't forget, all of it is at our website, talkdavid.com, as of 9 o'clock tonight. The shows will be archived. You can listen to all of our guests, and we've got great ones. Coming up, Richard Bach, 60 million books sold. Of course, Jonathan Livingston Siegel was the one that kicked everything off. But there's more illusions. One, the bridge across forever. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Are you stuck in life? Just not happy with your body, income, or love life? I'm David Essel, XM radio host and author of the new free book, The Power of Focus, at talkdavid.com. We're giving away 1 million copies of The Power of Focus, and it's free at talkdavid.com. You deserve your desires. Get your free book, The Power of Focus, today at talkdavid.com. For 21 years, positive talk radio equals David Essel Alive. Listen on XM 168 every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific.